Holy Spirit, you're so amazing to us. You provide for us all the time in every way. Your splendor is amazing. Your majesty goes on forever. I thank you for the painted hills of California. I thank you for the, that America is going to be our backyard again. I thank you that the sky is going to be our ceiling. I thank you that you give us unlimited favor. You can't crawl behind me. Okay, I'm trying to get up. He's trying you to can't be behind me. I thank you, God, for babies. You went to more? Oh, soupy? Okay, thank look, you go God back and that she's pregnant. Yeah, we thank you, Jesus, for the blessing of new children. My mother's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> clam chowder all right we're praying again okay who wants to pray me okay go ahead lukey his name please help be good and and bless so amen amen that was an excellent prayer Cade. in the name of jesus please help us get to the kingdom oh jesus you know i love so why would you take that away from me? Please get it for us. Please, God. And I want you to open your heart and ask God, what do you want me to pray for today? Okay, Hopi, your turn. Okay, Hope, now ask God, what do you want me, what do you want me to pray for? Mm-hmm. A victory. What do you want to pray for? Who wants to pray for Eva? Say, Praise God! Praise God! <laughs> Scott Mama, Scott Mama. 
Holy Spirit. I call down a miracle for Christine's body. I shout out a blessing to her body that she should be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I command all sickness and infirmity off of her in Jesus' name. You know, God, they're at the point where they're saying there's no more medical remedy. But I know that you are the great physician and the mighty healer. I pray healing of her and a miracle from heaven in Jesus' name. I also pray a miracle on Sierra and her liver. I ask God for miracle results in Mosky's blood work. I command all plaque to um, go away in Grandma's heart and that the thing in her brain would be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask God, I command the cell walls to be strengthened right now. Holy Spirit, you're in charge of this house. Dear God, please help us get the next dragon book. Amen. You're in charge of the last house. We, we thank you for setting aside a home for us and for leading us in the right direction, God. I thank you for perfect timing. I thank you for Mommy, who you're sorting out. Path. Who you're sorting out for equipped for this mm-hmm. next year. Um, I have a question. In California and in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I ask for your hand of protection and health um, on our families as we finish this year. Um, on the community as we finish this year and enter the new year and as we're planning and in transition. Holy Spirit, guide us and help us in Jesus' name. What, Luke? Uh, why do tigers always attack? So when I'm praying, I don't want to talk about other things. Thank you. Okay. You can put your spoon in. Thank you. You want to hold it? Okay. We're going to go to Psalm 25. Can we do a video of Psalm 25? Um, I'm going to open up Logos. Logos. However you say it. You know, they're not biblically accurate. Besides, his brothers were super mean. Huh? Yeah, oh. but they betrayed him. They grieved him. They sold him to slavery. And they, and they put him in jail. Okay. I'll tell you the real account. Of course we did. We did watch Joe Fish. Okay. No, baby. 
Uh-uh. Can I have? Thank you. Okay. Okay, listen. This is in Genesis 30. Oh. Okay, so, so God answered Leah's prayers. And she gave birth for a fifth son for Jacob. And she named him Issachar. She said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband as a wife. And then Leah became pregnant and had a sixth son for Jacob. She named him Zebulon. She, Zebulon meant God has given me a good reward. Now my husband will treat me with respect for I have given him six sons. And later she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Okay, so what's happening is Jacob's wives are having children. And Leah and Rachel are competing over his, um, his attention, this husband's attention. And you know who the husband is? <coughs> it's Jacob. Jacob. So then God remembered Rachel's plight and answered her prayers by enabling her to have children. So he opened her womb. She gave, became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed my disgrace, she said, and she named him Joseph because she said, may the Lord add yet another son to my family. Okay, so do you understand who Joseph is? Joseph came from Rachel, and Rachel for a long time couldn't have a baby. That's why he was so special to them. All right. Soon after Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, please release me so I can go home to my own country. Let me take my wives and children, for I have earned them by serving you. <clears throat> Sit. We don't stand at the table, and we definitely don't jump. Right? Okay, because it's dangerous. Let me take my wives and children, for I have earned them by serving you, and let me be on my way. You certainly know how hard I've worked for you. And then you know Laban said, please listen to me. I have become wealthy for the Lord has blessed me because of you. Tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I'll pay it. And Jacob replied, you know how hard I've worked for you and how your flocks and herds have grown under my care. You had little indeed before I came, but your wealth has increased enormously. The Lord has blessed you through everything I've done. But now what about me? What can I start? When can I start providing for my own family? So Jacob is basically working like an indentured servant for Laban. Seven years. You're right. You're right. And Laban said, what wages do you want? So Jacob had to decide. Jacob had to decide how to tell Laban what he needed to raise his family. So Jacob replied, oh, don't give me anything. Just do this one thing and I'll continue to tend and watch over your flocks. Let, let me, you dropped uh, the baby through your markers or something over here. You might want to get them. And don't, let, don't put them in his reach. Um, I love you. Love you. Okay. He said, let me inspect your flocks today and remove all the sheep and goats that are speckled or spotted along with all the black sheep. Give these to me as my wages. In the future, when you check on the animals you have given me as my wages, you'll see that I've been honest. 
If you find in my flock any goats without speckles or spots or any sheep that are not black, you will know I have stolen them from you. Okay, so why do you think why do you think this is a good idea for Jacob to do this? It's a form of trust. It's a form of trust. And the good. Who knows who knows more about the sheep? Do you think Laban knows more about the sheep? Don't hurt him. Or do you think Jacob knows more about the sheep? You think? What is your proof that Laban knows more about the sheep? He owns them. He owns them. But who who successfully multiplied them? Jacob. So who do you think really knows more about the sheep? Jacob. So do you think he knew? There's more spotted or speckled sheep and black sheep? Or do you think he thought there's more pure white sheep? I think he might have known there was more speckled. Okay, so, but Laban agreed. He said, it'll be as you say. But that very day, Laban went out and removed the male goats that were streaked and spotted. All the female goats that were speckled and spotted or had white patches and all the black sheep. He placed them in the care of his own sons who took them a three days journey from where Jacob was. Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and cared for the rest of Laban's flock. So was Laban honest? No, he is such a bad guy. This is why it's terrible to work for somebody who's dishonest and and bad. He's such a bad guy. So Jacob took, okay. Jacob took fresh branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and peeled off strips of bark, making white streaks on them. Then he placed these peeled branches in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, for that was where they made it. And when they made it in front of the white streaked branches, they gave birth to young that were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated those lambs from Laban's flock. And at mating time, he turned the flock to face Laban's animals that were streaked or black. This is how he built his own flock instead of increasing Laban's. So did Jacob cheat Laban? You think he cheated him? Do you think he cheated him? He put the, somehow, I, I wonder if he got a word from God to do this. That he put the... It's very hard for me to teach with the baby being so loud. No. No. You think he's ready? I mean, he's pulling hair. He's hollering. But but even if he's not, I, he's shouting. Okay, I'm trying to teach you guys. Nope. Okay. Put the toy away, Hope. Whenever the stronger females were ready to mate, Jacob would place the peeled branches in the watering troughs in front of them. Then they would mate in front of the branches. But he didn't do this with the weaker ones. So the weaker lambs belonged to Laban, and the stronger ones were Jacob's. As a result, Jacob became very wealthy with the large flocks of sheep and goats, male and female servants, and many camels and donkeys. 
Well, about Laban? Laban was like dishonest. Jacob learned Laban's sons were grumbling about him. They were saying, Jacob's robbed our father of everything. He's gained all his wealth at our father's expense. And then Jacob began noticing a change in Laban's attitude towards him. Then the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of your father and grandfather and to your relatives there and I will be with you. So Jacob called Rachel and Leah out of the field where he was watching his flock. And he told them, your father's attitude towards me has changed, but the God of my father's been with me. Shh. You know how hard I've worked for your father, but he's cheated me, changed my wages 10 times, but God has not allowed him to do me any harm. Okay, so... Then an angel came to Jacob in a dream. And the angel told Laban, God, or told Jacob that God has seen him and gave him a message. So Rachel and Leah went with him. And they said, uh, actually, Laban has sort of disowned them. So he packed all his livestock. He put his wives and kids on camels packed all his belongings, and went to Canaan where Isaac lived. Remember how Isaac was from Canaan and uh, Joseph was from Canaan? So Laban was some distance away, but Rachel stole her father's household idols. This is a bad thing. Jacob outwitted Laban. They set out secretly and never told Laban they were leaving. But... It's really bad. Rachel had the idols. Do we have any more Coke, Daddy? Can I have one? God told Laban in a dream to leave Jacob alone. He warned him. But Laban did not listen to God. Um, And Jacob said, I went away because I was afraid and thought you'd take your daughters away. And then Laban went to search the thank you daughter's tents and he found the idols. And she said to her father, Forgive me. Oh, she said Oh, she sat on the idols. What? Can I um have Coke when I'm seventeen or eighteen? Maybe. Mom, can I have Coke when I'm seven or eighteen? Maybe. Okay. I'm trying to find, I'm sort of like derailed into the story. Okay. Jacob wrestled with God and fixed his, you you remember the story how Jacob wrestled with God? God strained the tendon of his hip. Yeah. That was in the church that the guy was. You're right. Mm -hmm. So let me try to find more about this is a Jacob returned to Bethel Bethlehem okay and then I want to okay Rachel went into labor her labor pains were intense it was a hard delivery and then the midwife said don't be afraid you're about to have another son okay I'm getting confused because I'm trying to find the story about Joseph And it's taken me to the story about Jacob and Rachel. 
Yeah. Can we watch a video of it? Yeah, just watch a video. Because then we know what's actually happening. Okay. Can we watch a video of Jacob? Okay. Because we're just going to stare at a different Jacob place. finally Whoa. gets to Canaan. Joseph was 17, tending his father's flocks, and he worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. But he reported to his father his brothers were naughty. And Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. One day, Jacob had... Thank you. Be quiet, please. A special gift made for Joseph. It was a beautiful robe. But his brothers started hating him, right? Because their father loved him more than the rest. They couldn't say even one kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him even more, right? It was... It was when... It was dark, and he, and and he, and he went on, and then he got attacked by wolves. Well, it was about the grains, right? What happened with the grains? They they ran out. He said, "We were in the field tying up bundles of grain, and suddenly my bundle stood up, and your bundles gathered around and bowed low before mine." All the other bundles worshipped his bundle. And his brothers responded, So you think you'll be king over us? You think you'll actually reign over us? And they hated him because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. And then he had another dream, and he told his brothers. He said, Listen, I've had another dream. The sun and the moon and eleven stars bowed low before me. And this time he told the dream to his father and his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. He saw... Joseph's son told him. He told him, yeah. And soon after this... His brothers were jealous. They were jealous. And he flew him in a pit. You're right. Joseph's brothers went to pasture for their father's flocks at Shechem. When they had been gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, Your brothers are pasturing the sheep at Shechem. Get ready. I will send you to them. And he said, I'm ready to go, Joseph replied. So in the movie, they twisted it because in the movie, they made it sound like Joseph wanted to go. But his father sent him. Jacob sent Joseph. His daddy sent him to the field to work with his brothers. So the daddy, Jacob, said, Go, see how your brothers and the flocks are getting along and come back and bring me a report. So Jacob sent Joseph on his way and he traveled to Shechem from their home in the valley of Hebron. So he had to travel a while. When he arrived there, a man from the area noticed him wandering around the countryside. What are you looking for, he asked. And Joseph replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Do you know where they are pasturing your sheep? Yes, said the man. I, they have moved on from here, but I heard them say, let's go to Dothan. So Joseph followed his brothers to Dothan and found them there. 
When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. And as he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into those one of those cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. So, you know, the brothers were plotting even when they saw him far away. But when Reuben... No, they were going to throw him in a, in a pit. And and he and Joseph killed a scorpion. A scorpion. A scorpion. When his brothers, okay, wait. When Reuben heard of their scheme, Reuben came to his rescue. Let's not kill him, he said. Why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into this empty cistern here in the wilderness. Then he'll die without our laying a hand on him. Reuben was secretly planning to rescue Joseph and return him to his father. So Reuben was actually a good brother. I want to root. I want to Reuben. So when Joseph arrived. I wish I had a good brother. You have good brothers. He is always so mean to me. He would be like Reuben. And so would Micah. And so would Micah's Victor. Micah's nice to me. Yeah. So he's Reuben. But he never plays with us. Micah yeah. actually never plays with us. Yes, he does. He only plays on the trampoline with us, nothing else. That's good playing with you. Well, so I, when I always don't play with him, but he always says no. You can ask him. But he always says no when I ask. Maybe he would say yes. Mom. He always says no. He is cool, Lego he, Creations. Yeah, I love. No, he never lets me play with him. And you want him to play with you? Yes. Okay. But he never plays Legos with me. Okay. He only like plays Legos with Key and nobody else. Oh, well, he doesn't really play Legos with me anymore. And the reason he plays Legos with me is because I've seen one of, a lot of his Lego creations. And so I kind of copy them, but then work them into something else. Can you so, get Maverick out of the cabinet? So it's still cool, but not the same. He got himself stuck. <laughs> No, he's in the second door. Thanks. Wait. Get him out. He's actually stirring up. So when he arrived, you know what they did? Uh-huh. They ripped off his beautiful robe. They grabbed him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty and there was no water in it. And when they, just when they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming toward them. It was a group of Ishmaelite traders taking a load of gum, balm, and aromatic resin from Gilead down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain by killing our brother? We'd have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelite traders. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So this is another terrible idea, though. Oh, terrible. And... Judah's going to have to pay for this later. So when the Ishmaelites, who were Midianite traders, came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver, and the traders took him to Egypt. And sometime later, Reuben returned to Joseph, get Joseph out of the cistern. Then he discovered Joseph was missing. He tore his clothes in grief. He went back to his brothers and lamented, The boy is gone. What will I do now? Then the brothers killed a young goat and dipped Joseph's robe in its blood. They sent the beautiful robe to their father with this message. Look at what we found. Doesn't this robe belong to your son? This is when they terrible lied to their daddy. 
and made him so sad. And their father recognized it immediately. And the mother was crying. Yeah. Yes. And they didn't like to see them like that. He said, it is my son's robe. A wild animal must have eaten him. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. And then Jacob tore his clothes and dressed himself in burlap. He mourned deeply for his son for a long time. His family tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. I will go to my grave mourning for my son, he would say, and then he would weep. So they broke his heart. Meanwhile, the Midianite traders arrived in Egypt where they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was the captain of the guard palace. Yeah, Okay, so, um, okay, this is more. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. So it was not Potiphar's wife who came up with this idea. It was Potiphar himself. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, The Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and... It, in the it was wrong way. One, the, that one, it was a girl that cried and, and screamed. Yeah, she's about to um, try to be real bad to her husband and real bad to Joseph. She's an adulterer. You hear the Bible talk about an adulterer? She's talk? making a major sin. But Joseph refused. Look, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked sin thing? It would be a great sin against God. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day. But he refused to sleep with her and he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went to do his work. She came in and grabbed him by the cloak, demanding. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand and he ran from the house. When she saw she was holding his cloak and he had fled, she called out to her servants. Okay, so she's screaming and she's telling a lie about Joseph now. And then Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's lie, but he didn't know it was a lie. He took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held and he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. Sniff. Oh. Cinnamon. Uh, and 
He made him a favorite with the prison ward. The Lord showed him his faithful love. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of anything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Hope and Luke come back. Joseph interprets two dreams. So Joseph's, oh wait, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer was in prison there, right? And the chief baker, they offended the master. Pharaoh became angry and he put them in prison because they offended him. After lunch. How do they offend Coke? Um, okay, so the cupbearer and baker had a dream. In the same night, sit down at the table. Hope you're not reading a table, a book right now. Me? I'm No, you're fine because you're watching. Luke, sit at the table. Joseph saw them the next morning, and he noticed they both looked upset. I told her no. You may not cry about that. I told Hope no. Mommy. What? I'm just looking at these two. I said no. And he noticed they both were upset. Why do you look so worried? And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting God's dreams, dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. Okay, so Cade, it's time for your math. And Hope, 